Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend Different to children ages five and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details. And if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah! Uh! Hope you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. Calls have merged. What's up? I am talking to my buddy, television producer, Elon Cook. Elon, how's your quarantine going? We're going to get into some fun stuff. How are you doing during the quarantine? Uh, Not really producing shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) He brings it down right away. Come on. Hey. Quarantine. Everyone's making Um, money right now. It's a good time. Yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm just like hanging in there doing what everyone else is probably doing, except uh, adding just more and more stress on my girlfriend and my dog. So they probably want me to go out there and expose myself. And you know what? I talked but, to somebody today and I realized I didn't even think about this at first because I have a you know, family, but uh, and you have a girlfriend and stuff. A lot of people don't have uh, a live-in girlfriend or boyfriend or anything. Some people are just fucking at home by themselves. That's got to like... I'll blow my head off. Yeah, I think the the surmounting like depression anxiety percentage is probably the skyrocketing with people at home just going, Oh no. I think you know what I think might be the same, uh, maybe worse, is the people that aren't used to being around each other that much. Because me and my girlfriend actually work in the same business where a lot of times we have downtime. So we spend days or weeks at a time just like being with each other, being with each other in the house, out of the house, running errands. But there's a lot of people, I'm assuming, that you know, go to work, come home. They only spend a couple hours a day, or go out and do things on weekends with their families. Yeah. And now they're stuck indoors, and they're probably like, I don't know if I actually should have married this person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's I was trying to really do. I did this live stream for the Laugh Factory. I told you where you perform for no audience, and then it's just live streamed to hundreds of thousands of oh, people. Yeah. Now they now hate you because they think you suck at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're bombing. They're realizing, yeah. they're realizing now what I always knew about you. Yes. Uh, no, the owner of the Laugh Factory was like, Bobby, he goes, I'm getting emails from all over the world. People saying, he said this guy from Pakistan was like, I was going to jump off my balcony. But then I started like watching that and like put me in a better mood. So 
It, you know, it's, it's, oh, most, it's like not, I feel like it's mostly people just like shitting on you because they're on the internet and they're trolls, and then there's like some people who make a difference. But anyways, I'm trying to do this joke about how I feel bad for my wife because she married a guy who's gone all the time, always on the road. I go, now she has to hang out with me all the time. But she she got totally screwed in this whole thing. <laughs> now she realizes what it's like to actually be around me 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> yeah, she signed up for like the fun comic party who's gone most of the time and then just like, yeah. gets to have the fun part. And now she has to deal with all of you. It's so stressful on her and her boyfriend. He's a zing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you get that battery changed in her car, by the way? I did. Elon helped me on FaceTime. I changed my wife's car battery, which, if anyone knows me, probably thinks that's a lie. But real manly stuff I did. I had to. Uh, Call up, I had to phone a friend, <laughs> and luckily there's FaceTime, and I was watching YouTube videos about it. But yeah, I had to go to my mechanic and borrow a tool. Luckily, he's across the street, and I paid him in five Coors Lights, and he was super pumped with that. But um, you know, I think that's I the currency my... now. That's the currency. <laughs> I know, just <laughs> the apocalypse currency. Silver, silver uh, bullets. <laughs> silver bullets. Um, my dude, I thought my son was obsessed with me, but when I'm home, because usually my wife, you know, she works and I'm not in and out of town and whatever. So like when I'm in town, I watch, you know, my daughter goes to school and my son stays home with me and he fucking loves me, dude. Like he's all about me. He's so happy I'm home and like we play all day and he's like follows me around. When it's both of us there all the time, I am like his third favorite parent. This guy is obsessed with my wife. Like he still likes me. I pick him up and play with him and he's laughing. But then the second Christy walks out of the room or something, just right now, uh, she's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom real quick before you go to the store. Uh, I'm in the Costco parking lot, uh, recording lives from Costco parking lot. But, uh, he, like, he oh, follows her in the bathroom. Yeah, he, like, follows her everywhere. And it's kind of a big ego blow because I was like, man, my son and I have this, like, great connection. And it's, it is great, but it's dog shit compared to the connection he has with my wife. You're just like the you're just like the backup. You're the third yeah. string in case no one's around to throw the football. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris, Christy's not even nice about it. When I said I'm like I said to her like, geez, I thought me and Levi had like a good thing going. I go, but now that and she goes, yeah, Jeff. She goes, you weren't his his option. You were his only option when when you watch him. I'm like, geez, <laughs> fucking be a little bit more cruel about it. I'm already kind of sad. Well, how how old is your son again? He's like two. Two. Okay, he yeah. So he's like during getting... the Corona thing, January thirty first. Oh, it's gonna be a very, uh, very monumental birthday for him to remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. My my uh, my nephew just turned three, and he had to hit a uh, hit a pinata all by himself in the backyard, which is kind of sad. But <laughs> beating the shit uh, out of him, extra anger because no one came to his party. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Was, well, it a big, was, was it a big uh, virus looking thing? Was it just like a big green ball with those things coming out of it? <laughs> Yeah. Take it out on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, I bet that would be an interesting looking piano, piano for sure. Um, yeah. Well, no, I mean that's I, I, I mean I don't, you know, uh, you know that I have I have a son, but he's unfortunately in a different state. But you know, we have we still have a good relationship, but he's still not old enough necessarily to to understand where I am. Where you know, he's turning five. Uh, he's just turned five, so he's starting to understand who I am, where I am, but. He's got a stepdad who's just more of his day-to-day, you know, father yeah. figure, and and that's great and everything. is a great, stable environment. But you know, I got into the habit when I was when I was over there visiting for a period of time. I he'd say he'd say like, "Daddy, like, 
yes, son. You know, I'd say like, just like my dad used to say, yes, son. Like just like you see in the movies, I felt all special because I could call him son. Yeah. Yes, son. And I was saying that throughout the day and we're, I was hanging out with um, his mom and, and his stepdad and we we're all like hanging out in the living room and chatting. And, and I said, he said, dad, I was, yes, son. And he goes, why do you keep calling me son? I go, because you're my son. He goes, no, I'm not. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I was like record scratch, like. What? And then we all like had a big laugh because it was obviously he was just like not understanding what the term meant. He didn't actually know facts about the paternity. He just thought it was a funny word. He didn't understand why I was saying it. But for a moment, it was like the most awkward thing in the room. <laughs> like, do I need to know something? Anyway, that's been, like, step, step, step away for a second, Xander. And then you just go up to the stepdad and go, listen here, you fucking son of a bitch. What are you even feeding his head with? <laughs> Still in his head with, damn it. I got a character and hey. it up. Hey, so what oh, is we want to talk about funny things of that you've seen people doing. I have one. I well, have one that I can think about talking about. What do you have? Well, no, I was gonna say like, yeah. What, what are the some of the things you that you've seen or you think people are, are seeing that are like anomalies out in society? Because everyone's trying to kind of act semi-normal when you go out. And yeah. like, I think one of one of the biggest like unspoken things is you go out, you see someone and whether they're participating in the appropriate distancing and what have you, and, yeah, yeah. you know, you see someone, you're like, well, you're not, you know, you're thinking you're not supposed to be outside. Like, well, me or you like, okay, we're cool. Right. You know, there's this almost yeah, unspoken yeah, yeah. thing. It's almost like a high five from across the six foot barrier. Um, well, I think it's funny because but, a lot of people are, were stocking up on certain things with toilet paper. I didn't understand. I guess everybody, I guess everybody else in society always is like, one roll of toilet paper in the house and that's it. And they were like, whoa, we're yeah. not... <laughs> like that was the weirdest thing for me when I was getting that. But uh, what was I going to say? Um, I did see, uh, oh yeah. So I, was, I, I always buy a ton of milk because my kids, you know, throughout the day will mm-hmm. have like a bottle of milk. Like Levi eats food obviously too, but he likes to have a bottle of milk in the morning. He'll have one like before his nap. He has one at night. And so we, we just plow through milk. And so for him, it's like milk I've, for you. It's whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> morning, so, midnight. I feel like, uh, hey man, don't give out my fucking secrets on the show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> now I got to go back and edit. For you, it's it's like balloon animals. I just like put in weird. <laughs> yes, man. you know I like to take up new crafts to help children smile. Um, <laughs> so no, but I so I'm always getting like two gallons of milk, and then I go to the store now, and it's like maximum, like some stores like maximum one gallon, and I'm like, look, it's, I mean, this is what I always get. I'm not doing this because I'm going nuts. Um, one thing I did see that I cracked up, and I told, I called Christy, uh, like last week, I'm out at some store, but in the parking lot, this Asian lady was driving in her car, and she had these big uh, plastic gloves on, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you're in, you're in your car. Like, who's fucking in your car? What's going on in your car? Like, are you scared of yourself? Because you're already you. Like, if you have it, you, yeah, aren't it. They, you can't catch it from aren't you. They basically, yeah, aren't they basically a second set of hands? Aren't they like a second layer of skin? I mean, you're touching everything out in public. I mean, you're going into your car, touching your seeing, or touching your radio, touching your cell phone. You're basically transferring the germs onto the same elements in your life. Like, what's the point? Yeah. I, I, I really I don't well, understand the road unless you're a doctor or a food you know your food service person I don't really I don't really see the point I guess I mean maybe I don't know I'm not a doctor yeah you put but if you put them on then you're supposed to take them off like you just said like when you get in your own car you're touching your own phone like you don't just it's like right. you wear gloves and then no germs trans I don't know yeah I'm not exactly. an expert maybe 
<laughs> Maybe they know something we don't. We're just picking our nose and we're all going to get I like that I mean, everybody knows. You've obviously, everybody knows, you know the word ep, uh, epidemiology now. Everybody knows that word. Some people are like, man, I fucked a girl named epidemiology. <laughs> <laughs> you know epidemiology? She's over there on Slauson. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mean chronology. <laughs> Ology word. This big, big doctor words. I don't know. Uh, that's not even a word. That's that's time, right? Chronology. Um, no, I guess like yeah. That that was the thing too. I was like this, the rubber glove thing. I mean, my mom's a nurse and she wears gloves at work, but I've I I, just, I guess I'm, she never wore them at home. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. yeah you know. Hey, talk about to, that. Like, your, mom, your mom's a nurse in Seattle, right? Sorry to cut yeah. you off, but didn't you tell him you said yeah, no. like the ground zero down there for whatever's going on? Yeah, she's a registered nurse up in Seattle. She's she's in like the high risk zone in her 60s, and so there's a little bit of a scare there. She works in more of an elective field now, so it's like the procedures that people you know schedule because they're old and they need to get diagnostics and things like that. So it's not she never really worked as in the like, emergency triage setting or anyone with illnesses. So um, one of the fears first was that she was going to have to be put into the front lines because yeah. uh, they need more help in the emergency rooms. Um, she actually works at a hospital where a lot of the main patients are coming in. The first confirmed death was at um, a hospital Evergreen, and that, that individual was living at a retirement home that my grandmother actually used to live in. So it's very close to home for me with, with this whole ground zero thing. Um, yeah. uh, long story short, she, she got quarantined um, almost immediately because of, because of her age, essentially. They said, yeah. you're at a high risk. If we, you know go home. She actually got some symptoms. Um, luckily tested a week later negative. It was just basically a common cold. So, uh, if she tests again in two weeks negative, uh, they might bring her back in. But right now she's safe. She's, uh, on mandated quarantine from her work. She's getting vacation pay. So she's one of those fortunate individuals in the healthcare industry that is getting taken care of, but I don't think across the board that's happening. I mean, fortunately, you know, uh, in her situation, she was uh, in, a, in, a, in a field where she wasn't put in right in front of it. And I think that a lot of people that are in those ICUs and ERs and all that stuff and, and of, you know, younger people and nurses that are just coming out of school in their 20s and 30s and 40s, they're the ones that are put in the most danger. So we're yeah. very thankful for what they've had to do and like their, their selfless acts and putting in the hours and putting their health and their family's health in danger. Um, it's something that we, we, not all of us really, you know, understand. And there's, I've, you know, she's been talking to her more and more. She's good. She's, she's healthy. She's healthy right now. And she's, she's just happy she, that she doesn't have to go on the front lines. Cause, you know, if this was 20 years ago and I was uh, a little taught with a bad attitude, she would be at work right now putting us all in danger. So there yeah. are families out there that we have to be grateful that are doing that. But no, she's good. She's holding up. She's just, She's she's one of the ones that lives by herself, going mad crazy, and calls me and my sister like five times a day. I'm like, well, uh, I figured out how to unlock my sliding glass door finally. I'm like, good job. This is what we <laughs> have to endure now. Hey, you know it's uh, so, really you know really really shitty for uh, people like us is, I mean, I always knew this. I'm sure you do too, but it, it's really driving the point home that what we do with our lives is not essential to society. <laughs> that kind of hurts mm. a little bit. Like I always knew that. Like I. I mean, there's moments, I mean, I go do stand-up and everything, so I've been doing that. And there's, I remember when people were coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq, and they would tell me, like, oh, man, it's, like, made 
my year. Like I, I needed this, and I've had people like oh, I had such, I've had, I've had that throughout my career. Like oh, I had such a yeah. bad week or a bad month, and this is like the best yeah. thing. Like I haven't laughed and whatever. Yeah, we we have but like forces into their less stressful lives. You know, we yeah. do add an element of help. Yeah. But yeah, but when shit hits the fan, dude, it's like you are not needed. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've always, dude, I said like my uh, my buddy Sean, his cousin's a nurse, and I'm really close with her. She, you know, we call each other cousin and stuff. And her younger brother, her half brother, he became a nurse. And when I I told Shaq when he became a nurse, I'm like, dude, like, I'm so proud of you because I've known him since obviously a little kid. And I go, you're in such a cool profession. Like I go, you like doctors and nurses never have to wonder when they come home, even if they have a bad day, they never have to be like, am I doing anything for the world? Like they always are every <laughs> single day doing something. Right. For the world. But I, I'll go out and like, you know, I might have a good set or something, but I'm like, did anybody really care? Does, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you should have to tell a comedian if you had a shitty week and they did like their show, <laughs> because otherwise it's like, I'm just like some guy like, Hey, I had some thoughts, thought they were funny. <laughs> Sit and listen to my thoughts. <laughs> this is essential to, for society to run. That everybody listens to my 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 funny my funny thoughts I have. <laughs> well, sometimes you, I know you guys feel like you're like the court jester. You just be like, mm, "You're not funny. Go away!" Like all the work that you guys put in and, and stuff like that. And but yeah, I think you're like you're right. I think you do. We do add an element. You guys add an element of of laughter and catharsis for people that can escape from their stressful lives. I know personally, my mom said that she had a doctor she worked with that. Uh, had, you know, going through medical school and, and his residency was stressed out beyond belief. And one of the things that he found solace in was coming home and binge watching one of the shitty shows that I create. You know, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I was, oh, I was got dumped on for the crappy content that I make. However, it, it helped someone in a medical field who was there serving lives. You know what I mean? So I did my yeah. part, you know. The guy was but like, no, I, mean, I probably would have killed myself if I didn't have Tool Academy to watch. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Um, but it is interesting now with, with all the content too, like everyone's staying at home now, binge watching all the stuff that is being created by people. Uh, it's an interesting kind of like transference of we, everyone works their tail off trying to, you know, create things for all these multi-level platforms and all, everything out there is so crazy with the internet and the streaming uh, platforms that there's so much to, there's so much desire for content and now no one's making it currently. I mean, there's people that are developing ideas, but productions have shut down 100% across the board. Yet, luckily, there was residual content online for hours and you know hundreds of thousands of hours for people yeah, yeah. watched. Um, so it is kind of shedding a light on like maybe there is a necessity for our own like you know you know because like you know we shouldn't be sitting in front of the TV, but sometimes when you're at home like this, I mean, obviously that's uh, a consumer product that people are completely yeah. ingesting at the moment. So there's a little hope for us in the future, but like maybe people do need. Idiots like us. <laughs> you know what I was you know, I was thinking is there's always so like whenever there's like a every now and then there's something on Netflix that like everybody gets into you know and they start everyone online like oh have you seen that right now it's Tiger King yeah that, that Tiger King show oh my gosh and uh, have you seen it because we Chris and I are still I, watching it I watched this here today I watched the first episode and it reminded me of my former crackhead boss so much that it gave me PTSD and I couldn't watch it. I was like, really? This guy's such a mess. Yeah. Well, no, I've been like, I've worked with such many kooks in this business, but one of my recent employers and one of my recent bosses was like such a, such a maniac. He like was kind of, he reminded me of that person to the point where it took me out of it. But I mean, I've heard such crazy things. What have you, how much have you watched? Did you, we watched, I think we're going to do it. Yeah. Cause it's like, cause I mean, the first episode is like, okay, this Tiger King guy, you know, he's, 
he's a little nutty and stuff. But then there's a lot more to the show. They keep like introducing characters right. and this whole like ride. It, it, it gets very interesting like really quick. I think we're on the mm-hmm. fourth episode. I, I told my buddy who okay. finished it and he, was, and he was telling me to, he's like, oh, have you seen that yet? And I, yeah, I go, it's really hard to binge watch shows with my wife because she usually falls asleep during an episode or starts falling asleep. And if we're watching a show together, then I don't want to go farther than her. So then I'll stop it. So like, we don't even sometimes like, Wait, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you apply that same mentality to sex? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She falls asleep. asleep. I'm actually going farther. Yeah. Do I keep going? <laughs> just finish. You know, I just want to finish what I started. Uh, but, um, she, no, but so like, it's just annoying because usually if you're getting tired, it's like, let's, let's plow through, finish this episode. There's, 16 minutes left and then we'll go to sleep right. but she'll just start falling and christy's always been like this i'll be like hey i'll like glance over at her when she, i know she's falling asleep and i'm like hey you falling asleep and she's like no she'll get angry like no i'm not like well not i just did it she doesn't get that angry but she's like no i'm not she'll lie about she'll get annoyed doesn't get angry she'll get annoyed that i'm saying that i'm catching her falling asleep and i'm just kind of like well, i want to watch fucking 50 more minutes than you and then like i have to wait the next time we sit down for you to catch up and then i'm watching the same thing again so i just want to know she's falling asleep but so, so the last couple of nights, it's like we stopped watching one with 30 minutes left in the episode. And then last night we finished that episode. And then we watched like 30 minutes of the next episode. She fell asleep with like 16 minutes left. I don't know. My daughter woke up and started like crying upstairs. So she goes, I'm just going to, she goes, she's like, I got it. She's like, I'm just going to stay up there and go to bed. And I'm like, there's 16 minutes left. Come on. <laughs> they, they make these episodes in a certain way. So at the end, you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? And now I don't even get to the oh shit part. Yeah, so you gotta it's hard to finish. It's hard to finish with her. But I, we'll do it. My original point of bringing up Tiger King was, I know when like Bird Box came out and everybody's talking about that. Uh, yeah. Someone told I'm me. I'm looking at the Bird Box hat right now. My girlfriend works on that movie, actually. Oh really? Yeah. So, so cool. I know that you don't. You don't tell me about yeah. you. You know, you're always sitting yeah, there well, selfish, selfishly listening to me talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> no, but I was wondering because Bird Box, they're like, I think they said like 100 million people or something like watched it worldwide or 200 million people or something, yeah. something crazy. And I'm like, now that everyone's stuck at home, is Tiger King going to be like the most watched thing ever in the history of the world, maybe? It is, I think it has a chance. I mean, especially right now, I mean, it's it's so hot, it's quote unquote, you know, it's trending to the extreme of that definition. And it's it's everywhere on social media, I see people. And again, it's like, it's almost it's almost out of principle that I haven't continued to watch it because I want to wait for the things to die out. But I, I want I do I'm interested. I know it's super intriguing. It's like a freaking train wreck left and right. Um, and you know I and it's like I'm watching a loony bin out and like I don't know all the details yet, but it guarantee right now is probably getting more viewership than like any premiere of any unscripted television show like in history. Like ever, right? Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's got to. I mean, with, I mean, with just, the way that just, it's trending online. Yeah, just the way it's trending online and on Netflix, even if everybody was going to work, it, it'd already be like this huge, huge number of people watching it. So now that there's all these people like, well, I don't even get to go to work. I'm, like, I'm definitely watching the thing everyone's talking about. You know what I mean? Like people aren't. Yeah. The average, Yeah. You see, you know, you see, yeah, you'd come home and catch a couple of things. Maybe people would talk about it, but now there's probably a large percentage that are you know, there's always those those people, and and I've been guilty of this. You know, when when I'm when I'm not working or something, I've come down and decompressing. I'll watch an entire 
season of a show in like one day. And I'm sure that that now is exponentially, you know, uh, expanded to there's like hundreds of thousands of people, you know, households across the country now that are binge watching the first season of this crazy show in one day. And that's probably, uh, that's probably unheard of before. That's probably the first time that that many people on that level are watching the same thing at once. Uh, that's worthy. I mean, plenty of people who never saw Making a Murderer are finally seeing it, and they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh, dude, I know Three, that one. That, Avery. <laughs> that one was like the classic. Like I, 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 again, I was. It was during like the holidays or something when our industry basically goes pretty dormant, and I had some time, and I think I watched that show in a matter of two days or some two and a half oh, days, yeah. and it was just like I got that point at the end. You're like, "What? What?" All this yeah. time, I could have been probably watching something else. No, I mean, I could have been exercising, yeah. not really. Um, but it was just, yeah, that was one of those shows that was so addictive and so binge-worthy. And then at the end, you're like, God damn it. Um, I don't know. You know, what, you know what I've been doing when you said you could have been exercising? I've been the last day, I've been looking up at-home stationary exercise bikes because I was, I mean, I, I, I have a bad back. Like a Peloton? I can't run. Yeah, I'm not gonna get a Peloton because I don't need the whole, um, like the whole trainers and all the and the, the screen with all that. I can just put it downstairs in my place, and I have a big 60 inch screen TV there, and I can plug my phone in and watch like YouTube videos, or I can watch, you know, anything on that TV or movies or whatever. But I, it's like so hard for me to work out now because I, when I'm home, I have to. If I want to work out, I have to wake up at like 5:30 in the morning before my family wakes up and get in like a quick workout. And my gym's really close. The gym's now closed. I have to swim a lot because my back's so fucked up, my knees and everything. I can jog here and there, but if I jog, I, you know, if I do like a three-mile jog, my back and knees and everything, is, it's, they're so sore for like a week, so I can't work out like I used to. So, man, I, gotta, I, gotta, I get an exercise bike, you know? So yeah. I'm looking up which one to get, and I don't need to get a Peloton or an Echelon. I'm like, I just need one. Like, I, I just want it to be sturdy. I want it to be quiet. I want it to not be a piece of shit, but I don't want to spend, like, a thousand bucks because I just feel like I don't need to. And I'm just, dude, reading reviews online of anything just annoys me. You go to, like, Amazon and go filter by the best rating, right, best reviews, customer reviews, and then you can filter those into verified purchases. And I'll look at a bike, and it's like 85% of the people gave it uh, five stars, you know, another – you know, what, 10% gave it four stars. And then you just read those, like, one- and two-star reviews, and I'm like, is this just the biggest asshole in the world writing this, or did this really happen? You know what I mean? Some people <laughs> lie about themselves, like, look, I'm in really good shape. And blah. and I'm like, are you? Like, who the fuck are you? Are you like, some, like, serial killer from Arkansas? Like, I don't know who's writing these reviews. And it just takes me out yeah. of it. Like, I can't get this bike. What if this happens to me? And then, like, all these people say the customer service is great, and then one person goes, worst experience of my life. I'm like, this guy has the worst experience of his life? <laughs> I can't get I it. Know, like, it makes, it makes you like, do I want to roll the dice on having the worst thing happen to me ever, like if my pants get caught up and I lose a leg? Or do I yeah. feel like if you listen to that one person? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I like about it. reviews and stuff online. I hate it, dude. It's like they should, they should, I don't know, you'd have to submit who you are and then – people before you can write reviews people who know you review you as a person you know what i mean like you get oh. reviewed and people are like well this guy <laughs> this guy's like a 3.1 out of 5 as a human so take what he says with a grain of salt you know oh <laughs> uh, that sounds like a black mirror episode something about yeah. an exercise bike turns into reviewing each other as humans 
Um, yeah. I think you should get one of those. Do you ever see my dad had one of these in the basement? Like the ones where the handles move and then the wheel in the front acts as a big huge the, fan. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that, dude. I, I look, dude, I'm looking these up. Those are popping up. I'm like, those are still a fucking thing? What is this, yeah, 1974? Dude, <laughs> yeah, you should go old school, I, brother. I, think I, you should. I won't shave my pubes and I fucking won't use condoms either, you know? <laughs> that fan bike. <laughs> the oh, I can see thing. it now. You gotta wear headbands and wristbands and like a, a crop top while you do it. I can see. Oh, I have a picture online. I'm sending to you right now. Um, okay. What? So, so you actually got out of the house. So you're at Costco right now. Or are you just Dude, sitting there yet. in your parking lot looking creepy? Or yeah. Well, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to wrap it up soon because I'm starting to sweat a little bit in my car. I did. I did lower my windows. I can have you back on as many times as you'd want <laughs> during this because <laughs> all I have to do is get a little time and I have this app where I can tape a phone call. I'm pretty sure the, the audio uploads when I've done this before, I think you're going to sound really clear and I sound a little bit, you know, not the audio is not great, but I feel like your audio records really awesome. well. So I, I could be flipped, well, but I'm pretty sure I'm the one that sounded like crap before. I have my headphones in. I'm trying not to move around much. But uh, hey, tell me a couple of uh, things that you've noticed. Uh, you said you were taking notes or something or jotting down the people being weird. Oh, I mean, it's just like in the few instances that I went out, you know, just because I my dog goes crazy. We live in an apartment, so I can take him on a walk out of around the block stuff. But I, I like to get my car and take him up the street to Elysian Park because there's space out there and he can run and we don't get you know too close to people. But you know, you do have to go to the grocery store. You know, you there they have you lined outside and there's like you know there's caution tape and on the ground with like you know six feet separation and certain people abide by it and certain people don't. Uh, that's just an interesting, very like 1984, like apocalyptic thing to me yeah. to notice. But like, um, you know, and like, it, it just like you said, like even in the grocery store, like one of the things I like in the beginning, like a week ago, uh, now it's starting to spread out, but eventually everyone was like, every, after the whole craze where everyone took everything off the shelves, it kind of got to a point where you had a huge line outside. But once you get in, it's like you're in like, your own club because they didn't want a lot of people yeah, in yeah. the aisles and crowding. So if you get inside and you feel like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is so, so luxurious. And like, you know, that's What if they, you know, they, they treat it like a club, you know? What if it was like you're about to go in, the guy puts his hand on your chest, like, yo, man, do you have chicks? <laughs> you got any girls with you? <laughs> no, I would have chicks. Then. It was a fake ID. You ain't got a chip five. Um, <laughs> I, I, I used to know a guy who did not make a lot of money. I mean, he made okay money. He was a waiter at like a, like a nice like uh steakhouse type of place so but well it was an okay he made okay money he wasn't like poor or anything he made money but this guy would go out to clubs in hollywood and tip the door guy like 200 bucks not like this is not money he had to spend just so he got like could act like a baller that's what he would yeah. do every weekend and i'm like what are you doing bro you live at home yeah. I think he lived with his dad at the time it's like come on yeah yeah he leases like a five-year-old maserati with like the money <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have yeah he's that guy um yeah, well, what you know, about the, the stores? And, and going, what, the, the what? What were you saying about the stores before I cut you off and do not oh, about the club? Yeah, no, I mean, bottom, bottom line is it's interesting to see how people are starting to fall in line. And certain people are following, uh, you know, appropriate conditions. And then other people are like, whatever. I think the funniest thing to me is when, like, three people end up coming towards, like, the, the frozen vegetable aisle. And they all kind of get stuck in a circle and they don't know what to do. It's like a weird game of freeze tag. Like, right, uh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. someone finally reaches from the handle, everyone disperses. It's a really funny, like weird game to see. Um, that was one of the things I know. It's just how people are trying to orchestrate among us and still kind of act normal. 
the other thing I think that was pissing my girlfriend off is how many people are excited or like think how crazy this line is and they'll stop outside of the store and just start videoing the line. I'm like, you don't all want to be on your shitty Instagram. <laughs> like stop filming everyone who's standing in line. I think that's weird. I um, I think one thing I'd like to, I think maybe you, you could uh, <laughs> see if you're daring enough to practice this at, at Costco is if someone is not, uh, acting appropriately or, or, or distancing themselves or, or, you know, socially acting as they should is walk up behind them slowly and then just wrap your arms around and give them a really soft, long hug. <laughs> Dude, that's, pro- that's, probably, that's probably a felony right now. <laughs> I know. So I say, if you're ballsy enough to do it, let me know how that works. I think, I think this would be a good time to start doing hidden camera shit too, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can do a lot of stupid little things with your – People remember, people yeah, freak we out. did on jerks with cameras. I did the sick guy. Remember the that'd be a, the the, <laughs> the scariest the scariest sketch ever. Now where I was just trying to shake people's hands without coughing and sneezing, and I was in a robe. On yeah, and you also you also did the the sweaty hand high five guy too, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. or like yeah, yeah. so you, you did you did all you did all of the uh, anti. The, you were basically a transcender of, of of future elements to be as a prankster. I think we should uh, enact some of those old pranksings that. That shit would be funny, just especially now, seeing how people react. That sweaty high five uh, dude was so simple. Did you think of that one? That was so funny. Cause, was that you? I'm, I'm, I'd like to take credit for it. I'm sure it was not Trace Lewakin, if he's listening. Um, I don't know. Did yeah, Trace, I think wait, it was one of those... on, he, he was on Jerks, too? I don't remember. Can remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, that one was so funny because jerks. it was just fun to keep slapping people's hands with all that water on my hands. And then right when... <laughs> We slapped right before they could react. Like, but as they're reacting, I just go, "Oh, is your hand wet?" Like, I just keep saying to them, like blaming it on them. Well, then, yeah, it's so fun. Well, that was the funny thing because one of the best things that you were great at as as a as a hidden camera improv actor was like you were really good with in numbers. Like, the more people you could get, the funnier it got. So that was one of those perfect simple pranks that wasn't too developed. There wasn't too many like elements and character arcs. It was just basically like you put a bunch of water on your hand and you went and high five people walking into the street and like per like minute, you got like 10 reactions and they were all funnier by the moment because people got weirder and weirder as you got, as you got more into it. <laughs> I was soaking my hand too. I wasn't like doing it a little bit. It was like, I no, just people's hands and it splashed. <laughs> uh, Dude, that's that's one of the funniest things about, uh, you know, I was working on a cruise ship right up until they stopped doing cruise ships. I was on the last cruise, you know, uh, type of thing. And, uh, so on the cruise ship, they were doing this thing and, uh, where they started to clean the ships even better. Yeah. I mean, they do a good job cleaning or whatever they try to, it's a big ship, you know, but, uh, they were doing this thing where you enter like the buffet or any restaurant or something, they'd spray your mm-hmm. hands. They had somebody there spraying your hands with hand sanitizer. What was so funny uh-huh. is I would rub it in and like your hands wouldn't dry because they were clearly diluting the hand sanitizer with a bunch of water oh. to, to save money. And I said to uh, Christy is actually on the second to last cruise I did and uh, with, with the kids. And I go, this is hilarious, right? She goes, what? I go, our hands are soaked still. And she's like, yeah, I know why. And I go, well, clearly it's not, it's mostly water and there's a little bit of hand sanitizer in there. They're doing it so they don't have to, so they can like use, you know, get as much out of their hand sanitizer as yeah, possible. They maximize really their squirting. supply. Yeah, they're just squirting mostly water into people's hands, and people are like, oh, it's just like an optics thing, you know? Like, okay, all right, yeah, extra mile, extra yeah. mile. <laughs> Probably what they're doing all over the, the grocery carts and stuff. Actually, that reminds me one more thing about the, the another hidden camera prank they did was, like, the sweaty guy, 
were, oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. were like drenched. But the best part is like the, the bit was obviously you just walked around and you were just uncomfortably sweaty trying to get close to people and they were getting uncomfortable. Again, another very anti-COVID-19 sketch that you yeah. saw, we somehow manifested. And it was like 59 degrees that day. That was in Arizona, right? It wasn't even like, it wasn't even warm. <laughs> no. That was like the funny thing. No. And then, well, and on top of that, what we had done as a tactic to keep the sweat on you from drying was we mixed it with baby oil that smelled oh, yeah. like baby powder. So you would walk up to them, and then, like, half the time after the sketch was over, once we, like, it, you know, talked to these people, they were like, yeah, but it wasn't that scary because you just smelled really good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, like, it was, I think it was, like, I think it was extra weird because it wasn't even kind of warm. And I, I just kept, like, fanning my shirt like you do if it was super, super hot out, like 100 degrees. And I wasn't I just going, like, oh, man, hot today, right? And people were just like, is this guy crazy? I think they thought I was well, maybe like that, a, maybe a that's, crazy person. I think that was part of the fun. That was part yeah. of the fun for, for me watching was what, because it wasn't that warm out and the fact that you were sweating. That's actually part of what made you crazier. I still so. can't believe, like, the, I think the, the best thing I did on that show, that which didn't air, was the thing, because MTV said it was too mean, was the guitar guy on the street. Oh, God. I would, that was I would just strum some chords, and then when people would walk by, I would, I would pretend I was singing a song, but I was just shitting on them personally, like what they were wearing, what they looked like and stuff. And people would turn and be like, are you, are you fucking talking about me? And I'm just like, no, nah, man, I'm just playing my music, like, every time. And it was the same joke over and over again. I have no idea how to play the guitar, so like I couldn't do more than just a couple like strums of the chords. And then, well, that was the best they, part. It was like you were, you were yeah. even shitty at the guitar, which made the insults even worse because somehow yeah. you made yourself seem better than them. And they're like, "Who's this asshole?" It was so fun, dude. I'm just like <laughs> fat guy in a blue polo with a girl who's way out of his league. And then he'd be like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "What's up?" <laughs> Is that about me? I'm just yeah. like, no, it's oh. just like, I'm doing my music, man. I go, and I'd like point at the tip thing, you know, the the, the bucket or whatever. God, yeah. that was like, that was oh. the best one. And I remember like, we that did was that the for best, an hour and dude, a half. That was the best one. Oh, I yeah. was, I was laughing so hard in the van. I couldn't even like, I couldn't even talk to you. It was just like, it, it, <laughs> again, again, you, in playing in them. I was in the you van, yeah. Kyle, you, you and Kyle were both in the van, right? Uh, for me, it was me and Brad at that point. Oh, it was you and Brad? Oh, yeah, so then it was you then where I go, after a while, I, I was like, hey, do we have enough? And then you go, we had enough an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, we were just doing it for our own entertainment. Uh, yeah. well, there's like the one guy that was like a big fat guy that walked. And you didn't know, gosh, he was walking in front of you and you're just playing one high, you're like, ding, 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 <laughs> over and over. And you just start going, I'm so alone. I sleep in my car. <laughs> like, his face was so sad, and like it was—it actually oh, like, made me mean. sad. They'll be laughing that's at it. But I couldn't stop. I—I I think you did. You did you drink like a four loco right before that too, or something? <laughs> no, that's not about to ask you. Didn't I just? Uh, I think I put like Bacardi in like a Coke Zero or something. I was yeah. I was. I remember going through a lot when we were filming Dirt with Cameras because I was dating Kristen at the time, but, you know, Kristen and I broke up before we got married and we got back together. We, like, didn't talk at all, no communication or anything for seven months, and we got back mm -hmm. together, and then we ended up getting married. Um, but that was a, a time where, like, Christy and I were having a lot of problems, and I remember Dante used to make fun of me because, uh, because he would always go... I would get all annoyed because Christy would always say to me, like, about things that weren't weird. She'd be like, that's weird. Like, you know, I would, because I've, like, always been very open with, like, you know, someone I'm dating. 
and I would tell him things, and then she, she would like use it against me, and she was just kind of like insecure oh. about dating a comic, you know, actor, which makes sense because he's not in the business, and it is tough to date a comedian for sure. And uh, yeah. Dante would always, I remember that during that time, he'd just be like, everything I would do, he'd go, and I was like really annoyed by it. Like this is right before Chris and I broke up, you know, which I we, I didn't want to break up with her because you know I was really into her, obviously. And uh, Dante would just anything I said or did, he'd be like really that's weird that's weird he just kept making fun of me oh and i'm like god it's good it's good what he's doing if i was him i would do it too but i don't like it oh <laughs> uh, i hate it because he's just they're looking at everyone he 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 makes me feel fat just by being around him <laughs> dude Dante, he didn't have you say seen, anything to make you feel have you seen him lately he's so thin like he was always thin but now he's extra thin because you know dante never drank a lot but he would have like wine here and there and stuff and then he just completely stopped yeah. And then I saw him again, like, the way I hung out with him again, I was like, jeez, like, this is too thin. But Dante's, like, he looks so good for his age, too, because he's, what is he, like, he's 61, I think. And, uh, <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> no, but he's, like, in his 40s, and he's fucking yes. phenomenal, especially, like, his, uh, this is going to get real gay now, but his body is, like, so good for being at <laughs> all. There's, there's a oh, guy yeah. walking by, my windows are cracked, and I just go, like, all this guy hears me go, I mean, his body for that age. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I, I remember, like, I was literally just joking crossed, about... He crossed the parking lot, like, he, that guy thinks I'm gay, which, nothing wrong with that, okay, plaid shirt guy, but, uh, he's the one that you should car. walk up, <laughs> you should walk up behind him and give him a really long, soft hug. I think this, that would be the perfect fit. The guy. Dude, I'm sweating like, I, thought, I, thought we, I thought we had something. <laughs> hey, buddy, I was talking about you. I wasn't even on the phone, I just had my headphones in, so I was thinking you'd notice me. Um, yeah. All right, my wife thinks I'm in the store shopping, and then I'm going to upload this later today, and she'll be like, what is this podcast you did with Elon from the Costco parking lot? I'm like, babe, it's showbiz. I have to lie sometimes to make it sound authentic. Clearly, I was in the store shopping, getting things done for the family. <laughs> and he, she only hears the gay part about Dante, and then she has a whole different perspective of you and me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> believe me. I'm, I feel like my father-in-law really, really likes me a lot, but I... I'm so not a man in like a, in the traditional sense. Like you don't say. I, 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 I know I had to FaceTime you to change the battery, and I, the reason I did that, I told you, because I didn't want to have to call him. And Chris was like, "Just yeah. call my dad, do it." And I'm like, "I got it. It'll be done soon." <laughs> I came upstairs and then so was, happy with grease all over myself. <laughs> good, I'm glad. Right, like that was probably right, uh, right after the wrench had accidentally touched the cable and sparked, and he jumped back like screamed like a little girl, like. Ah! Okay. Dude, very that's right, not right. it's twenty twenty, dude. I screamed like a, a person. Okay, not a little girl. A little oh, okay. no, hey, kidding. And, uh, uh him her. Come on, dude. They run funny, right? The women. <laughs> the women. They're funny runners. Huh? <laughs> they got good breath. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about now. I'm just right. baking in my car. What was I uh I was just gonna tell you something I totally forgot. Whatever. Um looking Talk at the toilet the no quarantine. You want to do this again every single day? Yeah. I'm, I'm game. You know, I'll put up, they'll be like, man, check every, it out. 300 podcasts. <laughs> with, with some guy that no one knows. Oh, <laughs> uh, who cares, dude? It's all about our. All right. I got to get right. Dante on. You know that face yes. swap thing, that app I've been doing? I put Dante's face on me. I think I sent it to you, right? And I just sent a video to Dante checking yeah. in on him as, as him. Dude, you know what's so annoying is when you put on a really good looking person's face on your face and you go, wow, it's a distorted version of it. And it still looks way better than my face. <laughs> I know. 
we'll put yeah, put them on put them on a call with the three of us, and then it'll level a playing field so we can all be equally as good looking. Because otherwise, that's good. Every time I'm in public, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know how I can merge two. I think I only merge two calls. Anyways, guys, wish Elon the best. Send him some toilet paper. Elon, thanks for doing my podcast. It'll probably send your career into a whole new stratosphere. You know, I gotta get I gotta <laughs> yeah, get Joel on a call. Joel, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe owed me a call for two months, according to him. Like I texted him something mm. else about uh, nothing to do with like us talking, and then uh, he didn't even respond to it. Oh no, it was about when I texted you. I texted Tara about the, uh, and I texted Joel about yeah. when Leia watched my disaster date reel because she wanted to watch me on TV, and I didn't know what yeah. kind of video was safe to watch, and she just flipped out when I was the homeless guy eating the uh, the muffin <laughs> top out of another the one of my favorites. Dude, she was yeah. screaming. My daughter, like, she, at first she liked it, and then she was like, Daddy, you ain't trash. And I go, no, sweetie, it's just a little joke. And she goes, you ain't trash. And she was fixated on it, and she stopped watching the video. And she's like, I'm going to tell Mommy. I'm going to tell Mommy you ain't trash. She goes, I'm going to tell Grandma you ain't trash. She's like, I'm going to tell Bubby you ain't trash. I'm like, it, I, she goes, you ate a cookie out of the trash. I'm like, it was a muffin top. And then it didn't even, like, well, that didn't even matter, you know? And then, like, you remember when I was a wrestler and I ripped off my clothes and to fight Mahim at the restaurant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when I ripped off my clothes, she looked at me and she goes, oh, you went naked baby at a restaurant? <laughs> That's like we call when they're running around naked. She, she'll go like, I'm naked baby. And she goes, you can't go naked baby at a restaurant. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a show, okay? It's a show. Jeez. Can't say or do anything around those. Yeah, Dumbest three-year-old ever. <laughs> No, that's the time between two and five when you get in the most trouble, just like, because uh, they will repeat, do, and say things that you see and say in front of your wife. And then you go, yeah, I know I have to explain that. Thanks a lot, honey. Dude, my daughter is, if she get like, their faces that she gives me, too, like, are so funny. I do this thing with my parents. I'm never going to tell them that I'm doing it because my mom totally doesn't get what's happening. When she, my daughter's FaceTiming with my parents, and my parents say something, I'll tap mute real quick and tell Leia to say something where she's just roasting my parents. And I untap mute and my daughter just repeats it. And like, she's just like, <laughs> does these roast sessions on my parents. My parents think she's so advanced. And my mom's like cracking up. She's like, where do you come up with this stuff? Like my mom was trying to tell jokes. And then I, I made Leia do like a thumbs down. And she starts doing a thumbs down. And I was like, oh my God, look at her. She's so hilarious. Oh and then I'll like tap mute and tell her to say something. She'll, and I'll come back off and she'll be like, uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, uh, or when, when Leia does laugh at something, I had her say like, that's called a, my, my mom's like, oh, you like that one, Leia Lee? Or whatever. And then Leia goes, that's called a courtesy laugh. And like, Leia doesn't even know what she's saying. And she's just shitting on my parents and my dad saying stuff. And she's like, I'll have her tell to my dad. Like, I always tease my dad about, um, my dad's always, for my entire life, my dad has been on a new diet like that day like every day like if you mention food my dad loves chicago food from chicago but if you mention like crappy food he goes i don't eat that shit anymore you know like and i told my dad i go we should put that on your tombstone because that'll be the, first the lifestyle of diet <laughs> yeah so um i'll like have my daughter be like hey grandpa you're gonna go to portillo's get a couple polish dogs and he's like okay leia and then she's like you know you like it this is all just stuff i'm telling her to say when it's on you <laughs> It's so fun. My parents. That's so. I mean, yeah. Well, look, with technology now and parents' lack of understanding and like the regurgitation uh, ability of your daughter, it's like a new age ventriloquist that you have at your fingertips. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of brilliant. That's all it is. All right, I actually had to get out right. of my car because I'm sweating so much. But 
thanks for mostly listening to me. I'm sorry it turned into that as usual. I'm going to get in line no, Costco. That's what I'm here for. All right. Well, yeah, good good luck out there. Uh, and keep keep note of anything worthy that we can bust on later. That's what she said. Right. Uh, so, yeah, give Christy and them my love. Stay safe. All right. Yeah, they had a All right. All right, buddy. I will. All right, buddy. Thank you for listening to my daddy.